welcome to The Prosper Project, the show that helps entrepreneurs build brands that impact the world and the bottom line. We know that success doesn't come in a one-size-fits-all package. That's why we're bringing you adaptable marketing strategies along with valuable insights from inspiring changemakers, firebrands, and visionaries. I'm Lorraine Sugart, founder of the disruptive brand agency, Prosper for Purpose. Now for this week's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of The Prosper Project. Today, my guest is Carolina Miranda. She is the founder and CEO of Cultivating Capital, which is a certified B Corp that works with small businesses to implement sustainable practices something that we've talked a little bit about on the podcast. Carolina specializes in helping companies align their business with their values by implementing best practices for social and environmental responsibility. Welcome, Carolina. I'm glad that you're able to join us today. Thank you, Lorraine. It's good to be here, and I appreciate the invitation. Yeah, so Carolina and I obviously know each other as fellow B Corp founders, your business has been a B Corp since 2012, mine only since 2016. So tell everyone a little bit about what you do and how you help more companies either attain B Corp status or at least put in those values aligned practices. I I would say the, the biggest thing that we do and really kind of what gets me motivated to do the work that I do is really to grow the B Corp movement. So one of the things that uh, is kind of sometimes new to people when they learn about B Corps is that it's not just a certification, but really that it's a movement, meaning that there are companies all around the world that are meeting these performance standards with the ultimate goal of really changing our economic system so that it works for everyone. And so, you know, we're here to really grow that movement, to raise awareness so that people can better understand what it means to be a B Corp, what their company has to do to be a B Corp, and then how they can support the movement, even if they, for whatever reason, end up not becoming a B Corp. So obviously, one of the biggest ways in which we support the movement is through helping companies to certify and recertify as B Corps. And we're really in a process of, I would say, guiding and coaching the business owner or somebody who reports directly to the business owner to really understand, first of all, what they're already doing. That's great. And then second of all, to learn how they can continue to make improvements in their business because being a B Corp is really part of an ongoing process of continuous improvement. Absolutely. And so I've got a couple of questions. What is the biggest surprise to most businesses that come to you that want to become B Corps? That's a great question. I would say that one of the biggest surprises is how thorough it is and how it's really helping them to improve their business. Because a lot of people that choose to be a B Corp, especially right now, there's only just over 6,000 B Corps around the world, about 2,500, probably no more than 3,000 across the US and Canada. And so the companies that are certified B Corps right now are really the early adopters. And a lot of people that are choosing to certify their companies are doing it because it really aligns with their values, right? And they're already doing a lot of good things. And so 
there's this sense of we're already doing a lot. We're probably already close to being a B Corp. But then I see this just time and again when I'm in a meeting with a client and then they'll say like, wow, this is just really helping us to make our business even better. Like we hadn't considered doing this, but yes, we should do it. Or maybe, you know what, we've talked about some of these things, but we never knew how we can do it. And so I think that it's really so thorough a process that it really ends up being something that kind of surprises people when they see how much more they can do to have a positive impact in the world that maybe they hadn't even considered. I love that. So people come um, to the B Corp certification or come to you for help with that thinking, okay, we are values aligned. This is something that we really want to do. And then they discover that there's all these other steps that they can take that maybe they never thought of that actually create more impact, but also help their business better function. Exactly. I think for me, and this was in 2016, and I think there were just over 2,000, maybe 2,500 B Corps at that point. So that, you know, now we're at 6,000, what, seven years later, it shows you how quickly we are growing. But when I started my business, I had this idea of being purpose-driven and I named it Prosper for Purpose. And I didn't even know about the B Corp movement. I knew about filing as a what's it called? I'm totally blanking. Benefit Corporation. Benefit Corporation. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And I talked to my accountant about it and he said, well, we don't have that status in our state. But it was three years later before I learned about B Corps. And for me, it was like, I found my people because when we start businesses, we talk to people we know, people we've worked with. And I shared my vision I got a lot of, oh, that's so nice. So you're going to be just working with nonprofits then. Like there wasn't really this recognition that business could create positive impact in the world in a very specific way other than CSR, which everybody obviously knew about. So I have to believe that for other people who are learning about the B Corp certification and the community behind B Lab and the other founders, that this is like finding your people and the people who kind of share your vision and your drive for that. And so What has your experience been with that from being one of um, the early B Corps back in 2012 and now uh, taking different companies through the process? Yeah, really the community is what makes it worthwhile. And that's really what makes it a movement. There's a lot of certifications that are out there, you know, whether you look at fair trade, organic lead, you know, what have you. And not all of those certifications have a global movement of companies that are active in promoting that certification and in really using that cert- certification to really, you know, run their companies. That's not to knock those certifications in, in any way, of course, you know, they all serve a right. purpose. But there is something very unique about B Corp certification that when you meet another B Corp, it doesn't matter where they're from, doesn't matter what industry they're in. It's just you automatically have this connection. And you're like, mm-hmm. you're a B Corp. Okay, you already have one common values two a common experience, because you've gone through the B impact assessment, which is a online tool that B Corps need to complete in order to get certified. 
you've gone through the verification process with B Lab, which is what you need to do in order to become a B Corp. And so it, there's definitely this sense of this is my tribe. I have found my people. And mm-hmm. I know that I hear that from the new B Corps that I work with now. They're like, this is my tribe. You know, this is where I need to be. And for someone who's been in this space for a long time, I can attest to it very much so. And in particular, in, in two different ways. One is my background is as a sustainability consultant. And if you look at what's going on in terms of the climate crisis, I mean, the news is pretty bad. And the truth is that we have missed, I think, the window of opportunity that we've had over the last few years to really avoid the worst effect of climate change. Meaning if we had done more 10 years ago, even five years ago, we might have been able to avoid it. But now we're likely to have to face some of those worst effects. And so for me, the B Corp community has actually been a source of inspiration and a source of continued motivation in light of what can be some negative news out there because I'm like, hey, you know, we're still trying to do the right thing. We're still trying to at least avoid the worst of it. And it's not just me alone, of course, right? right? Right. There's a lot of other people that are aligned to focus on the solutions and not the problems. So that's one area in which I have personally felt that these are my people. The second one, which I think you might, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on it because, you know, you were kind of there in the trenches with me was when the pandemic started. And I remember end of March, April, May, 2020 thinking, whoa, what's going to happen to my company? I didn't know if we were going to survive, right? Like many business owners. And, you know, it was the, we, the change, the community of B Corp women CEOs that I really leaned into for both professional and personal support. And I think that community really helped me personally and helped cultivating capital to be able to, you know, get through those early months of the pandemic. And I've got to give a shout out to you because at the time, one of the first things that many of us thought of is, hey, let's start giving our women CEOs the tools that they're going to need to get through this. And one of the first things was crisis communications. (laughs) And you (laughs) stepped up and did this wonderful webinar. Yeah, oh, I want to say it was you. like April 2020, yeah. you know, it as, was a service, early. Yeah. as a service to the community, you know, so that's kind of a, a long answer to your question, but it's, it's it because I cannot overestimate the impact that this community has had on me. Yeah, I love that. And I want to just sidestep for a minute, talk a little bit about We The Change, because you were a leader for a long time in that. And certainly there have been other leaders in that. So I know Carolina is very humble. So before she can deflect, I want to say, yes, you know, there are a lot of other people and I am hoping to do a podcast episode where we can have Rose and Sarah and some other people kind of all together to talk about the start of that movement but we're leader longer than I was, and we're really instrumental in bringing that group along because we started with a lot of enthusiasm. And, and just like when you're starting your business, you're a visionary, and then you have to bring it in, right? Because you can't do everything all at once. But talk a little bit about the impact and the, the importance that We The Change has played and how that kind of fits into B Lab, if you can make all that connection. Sure. Well, 
I think We the Change is really important within the B-Lab community for, you know, for a couple of different reasons. One, We the Change, for those listeners who might not be too familiar with it, is the community of B Corp women CEOs. Really, the group started to come together, I guess, going on almost five years now, it was about 2018 or so that the vision behind We The Change was how can we as B Corp women CEOs do more together than we can do alone? Because at that time, kind of was kind of the theme that we were just talking about, you know, when you started your company, you kind of felt alone, you know, there's times when I would feel alone as a sustainability consultant when there's this sense of, you know, as a leader, they say it's lonely at the top, right? And so yeah. when you're a CEO, it can be kind of a lonely experience. And so to be able to bring together women CEOs who are values aligned, who are B Corps was really an amazing step that the founders, Rose Penelope Yee, Sarah Schley, and Kim Kupinis had to really create that space for us. And I know that it's really been a vibrant community that has just yielded so many benefits for those of us who are able to be a part of it, you know, from personal friendships to business development to just, you know, having a brain trust and people who, who get you, right? And so right. that is something that's really special within the community, or excuse me, yeah, within the B Corp community. Probably about a third, the, actually, the last statistic I heard most recently is up to 40% of B Corps have women CEOs. So we're seeing that number grow. That's and, impressive. You know, I didn't know that. That's awesome. really good. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's wonderful. And so that's one level in which the community is important because we represent almost half of B Corps. The second way in which it's really important within the B Corp community is that B Lab, which is a nonprofit that administers a B Corp certification and sets the standards, B Lab has put together a theory of change for their work. And a big part of it is not just to certify companies, but it's really to then mobilize those companies with the goal of collective action towards the creation of an equitable, inclusive, and regenerative economic system. And so there is this recognition that we need to act together. We need to work collectively. And we, the change within the B Corp ecosystem, is a collective action network. And so, you know, we are the group that can really come together to speak for women CEOs with one voice and to help us to grow and improve our businesses and to help us also look at what are those issues that all of our companies should be not just taking a stand on in terms of just proclamations or statements, but really taking action on. So I think that We the Change really is a critical piece of where the B Corp movement can go in the future. Yeah, I agree with that. We the Change was just had a very profound impact on my life, the experience the very first year and the second year when we all gathered together just really made a lasting impression. And as you said, there were some really open conversations about what was important to us. Friendships were formed, committees were formed, plans were made, and that's continued in many ways to this day. And for anyone listening who wants to learn more, you can go to wethechange.net and learn more about that movement. 
I want to go back to talk about what cultivating capital actually does. Can you talk a little bit about your company and who you serve and just kind of give us a little history there? Sure. Well, Cultivating Capital is a small consulting business. So I have a small team that I work with. And I've made the decision as a business owner to really focus only on B Corp certification. So, you know, as a business owner, it's very easy and tempting to say, we're going to do this one thing, but then you kind of see like, oh, but people are asking me about this. Like, and then you're like, let me do this as well. And other opportunities yes. present themselves. And, you know, one of the mistakes I made personally early on in my business was not being focused on what I was doing because I was out there kind of doing a little bit of everything, you know, a lot of different things. And so over the years, what I've learned is I want to be very good at what I do and achieve a level of mastery with it. And so for me, the the vehicle that I've chosen to really put at the core of what cultivating capital does is helping companies to really be their best within the B Corp framework. The B Corp framework, it's not perfect. You know, I'll be the first to admit that. But as far as comprehensive frameworks go to help companies improve their social and environmental impact, it is the, the best that I've seen. And I think that's why there is a global movement around this. So that's what we do. My background back in the day, I worked in the nonprofit sector. I was a teacher. I was an editor. So I've done different things. But at heart, I would say I'm still an educator. And a lot of what I do is helping people to understand how they can actually make their business better so that it, it can actually be out there doing good in the world. And so the way that we do that is by providing consulting services using the B Impact Assessment Framework. We work primarily with small businesses. That's where my background lies. I don't mm -hmm. have a corporate background. We need more corporations in the movement. And I know some really good people that are working with corporations with multinationals and bless their hearts. That's really good work to do. I personally, I don't like those layers of bureaucracy. <laughs> I like working with the CEO who's like, yes, I get it. I'm going to do it. Let's make this change. Got and it. so yeah. we work with a lot of small businesses. We've done work in the apparel industry. We've done work in with coffee roasters. You know, we've done work with professional services, a lot of marketing agencies, consultants, done work with a lot of CPG companies. So, you know, we really work in different industries, but it's always within the small within small businesses that really are trying to do the best they can. I love that. So first of all, I want to pull a couple threads out of that because you just shared a lot of really good information. The B Impact Assessment is actually available to any business owner. You can go and take that and get an idea. It won't be an exact science because I can attest to this myself. When The first time I took it, I scored well enough to be a B Corp. I submitted it. I was like, oh, I, you know, because I had set myself up with this idea, even though I didn't know the B Corps existed. However, when they looked at my assessment, some of the questions that I answered, I'd answered based on my interpretation of the question, not B Lab's intent. 
And so when I was interviewed by B-Lab, some of my scores went up and some of my scores went down. And I ended up right about where I had with the first assessment. I was very fortunate, but there's a lot of wiggle room there. But I do think that anyone who is listening to this episode and thinks, I would love to look into becoming a B Corper. I'd like to learn more about it. You can take the B Impact Assessment and just kind of get a feel for where you are. And so again, to anyone listening, once you certify, you do recertify every three years. So Prosper just received the recertification this year. But do you want to talk a little bit more about the Impact Assessment first-time takers to know? Yeah, I'm glad that you're mentioning that because a lot of people don't realize that this is a freely available tool. So anybody can go to beimpactassessment.net. They can create an account. It just takes a couple minutes. There's no obligation for them to continue to go on to become a B Corp, but they can go through the assessment. And this assessment is one that Rose Marcario, who's a former CEO of Patagonia, said that it was the only tool that they had to really show them how they're performing against all of their stakeholders, even though they had a lot of other certifications. And so anybody can use the same tool that Patagonia uses. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say the main piece of advice that I would give people, two things. One, don't be daunted by the sheer number of questions and by how detailed the questions get. It can be overwhelming if it's something that's new to you. There's about 200 or so questions on the assessment. It's not just like a 10 question checklist that you finish it in 10 minutes. So, you know, I tell people, you know, get a cup of coffee, make yourself a cup of tea, sit down, just go through it, answer the questions as best you can. So that's one thing. Uh, Just don't be deterred by it. The second thing is answer conservatively. Even if you don't want to go on to become a B Corp, answer conservatively because that is going to help you to understand and to see where your opportunities lie. So, for example, if somebody's coming across a question around having a professional development program for employees, and if they're like, well, yeah, we kind of do, you know, this person went to a conference last year. You know, I would say answer that is no, because the question is asking, do you have a formal professional development program? And so if you say no, then that's going to help you to think through, well, what would it take for us to have a formal professional development program? So there you start looking at, okay, we can set up a policy, put it in the employee handbook, we can put aside a budget that people can use for professional development, we can include it in performance reviews. What are people's professional development goals? We can bring it up at at team meetings, right? We can have people share about it. We can do a whole number of things to invest in our employees' professional development, but we wouldn't even open up the opportunity to do that if we just kind of said, oh yeah, we kind of do that, right? And I just love check that it off answer. And move along. I love that answer. I mean, it's just a great example. So if you're not like a heck yeah, we do, and you're really proud of what you have, then answer conservatively because as you said, it opens up what that could look like. So that's yeah. great. So you were actually trained by B Lab, if I'm not incorrect, to do the assessment, take people through the assessment. Is that correct? 
Well, funny you should ask because I've actually been trained by B-Lab twice. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> so, yeah. The first time was in 2020. One of the interesting things that happened during the pandemic is everybody thought, whoa, nobody, B Corp certification might just get put on hold. Of course, this is nobody knew what was going to happen. And this is when everybody was like freezing hiring or layoffs and just so yeah. much uncertainty in spring of 2020. However, the pandemic combined with the social unrest after the George Floyd murder really had this unexpected result in that there was just this huge influx of interest in B Corp certification. And so a lot of people kind of realized that, you know what, there's these very real problems that we have to either be part of the solution or we're part of the problem. And so B-Lab actually was inundated with a number of companies that were applying to become B-Corps and they didn't have the capacity to keep up. So in winter 2020, they actually did a pilot program where they were training consultants to actually serve as standards analysts. So when a company gets certified and they submit their assessment to B-Lab, B-Lab will assign a standards analyst that will review that information. And, and verify it so the company can get certified. So at the time, there were three of us in the US and Canada, and four of us, I think US and Canada, and three in the UK, about seven or eight of us that were part of this pilot program. And we basically were trained by B-Lab to be standards analysts. And that was, of course, it was great training to go through. B-Lab ended up not pursuing that program once the pilot phase ended and they looked for other partnerships to be able to kind of increase their capacity and they've taken a number of different steps since then. But that was the first time I was trained as an analyst by B-Lab. Most recently, B-Lab has just concluded like literally two weeks ago, (laughs) another pilot program to train B Corp consultants and so this is part of an effort by B-Lab to support B Corp consultants to actually be good consultants and meet certain training standards similar to what you have, you know, in other fields where people have to go through training in order to demonstrate their professional expertise. And so I just completed that training program. So I'm part of the first cohort of trained B consultants, and there will be a directory that's going to be released. It's in the works by B-Lab. So people eventually will be able to say, hey, I want to hire a consultant. How can I get one that's been trained by B-Lab? And they'll be able to search that directory and, and find those of us who've gone through this training. So if they work with you, so say when I recertify in 2026, which seems forever away, but we know it's not, and I go to that book, Of course, I would just come to you, but let's just say for the average person, we're going to that book, we're looking for someone. When I hire that person, that consultant, do they also get to certify me or do they help me get everything in order to submit? What does that actually mean? Like, what will your role actually be? So the the training is for B Corp consultants. And so the consultants aren't going to be certifying you. That's still going to be done by a standards analyst. So your consultant, whether it's me or someone else, would be working with you 
every consultant is a little different, right? Consul- some consultants will just, you know, do like a couple of calls with their clients. Some will go on retainers. Some will work with them very closely. We tend to work very closely with our clients. So the engagement could last up to a year because we're really helping them to make the improvements within their company even before they submit their assessment. And then of course, make sure that everything's good to go when they get to verification. So consultants, you know, just as would be the case with any other consultant, a marketing consultant, PR consultant, what have you, there's going to be different service offerings and different ways to engage with them. But as consultants, we're still going to be third parties that are not going to be directly involved with the verification that's still going to be handled by the standards analysts at B-Lab. Thanks for that clarification, but it still sounds wonderful having that resource available. And then speaking of resources, you wrote the Small Business Guide to Sustainable Business Practices, right? And that's a guide to assist small business owners to develop more sustainable practices. Is that correct? And could you speak a little bit more about that? Yes. So the Small Business Guide to Sustainable Business Practices is an online guide that I put together some time ago where really I wanted to make it easy for small business owners to have a lot of resources about sustainability practices in one place. So that is something that lives on the website. We do now also have a B Corp guide, which is again, an online resource that also pulls together a lot of information for small business owners. So between those two, they're basically three twin resources that are just designed to help it help make it easier for small business owners. Because if there's one thing that small business owners don't have a lot of, it's time to figure things out. So, you know, we try to just make it easy. That's great. And we will have links to both of those in the show notes. So Go ahead and make sure that you access those and you can find more at Cultivating Capital. Carolina, you, before you became a business owner, you actually were in sustainability and you helped certify your first B Corp in 2009, which was three years before you had your company certify. So you have a long history with this process and and B Corp in general, What do you think is most significant about the B Corp movement? I don't ask easy questions too, right? No, that's, I mean, I think that that's a great question. I think that what is most significant is that it is a global movement to redefine capitalism and our economic system. So the fact that it's a movement, not just a certification, the fact that it's global It's not just U.S.-based. The fact that it is looking at the economic system and saying, what do we do not to just throw it all out altogether? Because even if that was the ultimate goal, it's not something that's going to happen right away. And I consider myself a very practical idealist. (laughs) And, you know, right now, the truth is we have an economic system that all of us rely on one way or another. And so how do we fix it? You know, our economic system was created by man. So how do we recreate it so that it actually works for us? And there are ways to do that 
And what it really comes down to, though, is asking questions and being open to looking at different solutions. The tagline that I chose for Cultivating Capital back in 2010 was reimagining business for the 21st century. Mm -hmm. I think that is the core of what we need to do. I believed it then. I believe it now. I believe that B Corps are one way in which we do this. But even if every company became a B Corp tomorrow, we would still need to look at where do we all go with our economic system to truly make it work for everyone. And what B Corps do is they put stakeholders at the center. So not shareholders, but everyone who has a stake in how that company operates, employees, customers, community, suppliers, the environment. So it's really just broadening that lens and and saying, you know what, there's a different way to do this. And each of us as business owners can make a choice. Do we want to be part of the old way that has contributed to environmental degradation and social inequality? Or do we want to contribute to a new way? And that's something that every business owner has to answer for themselves. But you know how I answered it and I know how you've answered it. Hopefully others will join us in our answer. Yeah. And every decision we make, every purchase we make, we're choosing values, whether we're cognizant of that or not. And so for everyone listening, I encourage you to look a little bit more into B-Lab, the B Corp movement and the B Corp assessment. And Carolina, there's just so much goodness in your sharing today. And I'm so appreciative. And before we go, I want to ask you, talking about doing well and doing good, what does it mean for you to prosper personally? I love that question. I am really somebody who I reflect a lot on why we're here and what we're doing here and on how life is really short. We're only here for a short period of time. And how can we develop ourselves as to be the best people that we can and to do good in the world in the time that we have available? So I think that for me, what it means to prosper is really to be able to reflect on those questions to hopefully develop a little bit of wisdom along the way and to do something positive with my life in this world while I'm here. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and your insights with us today, Carolina. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks for having me here, Lorraine. It was good speaking with you too. Thanks everyone for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, join us next week. And do me a favor and check out Cultivating Capital. And while you're there, make sure that you grab the free assets that we talked about and we'll link in the show notes. We'll see you next time on The Prosper Project. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of The Prosper Project. If you want to grow a peerless, profitable brand, please hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you find value in our show, please help us reach others by sharing an episode and leaving a review. In appreciation, please visit prosperforpurpose.com for more free resources to help you grow your business.